forget the process of elimination in this competition. Pinfall, submission, or count-off. There is no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. From the ashes of the Datafight Media Network and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power, this is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. John's Ring of Tyranny, Episode 7, uh, Joe Reigns. Of course, we are covering wrestling news here, WWE news mostly, reviewing the shows of the week, reviewing the shows of the past two weeks, really, because I was uh, absent and had to take a little, uh, well, my son got married, so congratulations to him. And we basically just needed to take a week off, so now we're back, and the show can go on. The fat lady has uh, not sung yet. I'm not sure whether that's appropriate or not. Anyway, uh, let's get on to uh, what we're going to do here. I uh, This is a show about wrestling. Um, let's quickly uh, get the Saudi Arabia stuff out of the way, because, of course, I used to host... A show that brought alternative news to people that needed it. Now, uh, you know, someone might compare this show. They might call it like a conspiracy theory. Uh, it was called Data Fight. They might call it a conspiracy theory basket, like, basically like a basket full of conspiracy theories. Uh, we referred to it as truth-telling, but some of the stories, uh, most of the stories were extreme, and we maintained an online community. Uh, some have compared us to Alex Jones, of course. Uh, the difference there is I'm not crazy. Enough to think that I could even begin to compare myself uh, or my stature to that of Alex Jones. I mean, Alex Jones at the top level, alternative news uh, broadcaster. Uh, we kind of did that on a much smaller level. I know in the past I mentioned uh, that it was an empire, but that, of course, was just in jest. It was uh, just within the confines of Bays County. We took over the AM radio, and then as the internet developed, we had an online presence. But, of course, that was cut short when an alien from outer space came and posed as a skinhead and, uh, well, it kind of confused a large group of people into, uh, taking over as the truth-telling. Anyway, uh, this is all past, so I just want to say about Saudi Arabia, the crown jewel event that WWE has stated they're going to put on because it's a business obligation. Well, 
Uh, you know, if you think that they need to make a stand because of what happened in Turkey to the journalists that went into the Saudi Arabian embassy and did not come out, well, uh, you, I guess, would be disappointed. I personally do not, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to watch with the amount of drama that's been going on, of course. I don't know if I'd be able to even watch the pay-per-view. I don't think I'm going to. I'm not even going to bother, but... The thing is, uh, what's kind of strange about the whole situation, in my view, is there were already events canceled, and these were more kind of gatherings, seminars about business, talking business, and, um, you know, financial functions, political functions. The thing Saudi Arabia would notice more than anything, the thing the population there would notice anyway, I would imagine, is WWE. And so there's a political angle there, but I'm going to cut short the politics talk. I just wanted to say that about it. I'm not watching the pay-per-view, so it will not be covered here. Do not come looking for it. I'll probably hear about it later. Sorry to kind of yell there. Uh, and one more thing before we get started. Uh, the Roman Reigns announcement uh, was very upsetting, and of course, he's quite a polarizing figure, as um, Michael Cole likes to say, the most polarizing man in sports entertainment, I believe Michael Cole says that, uh, announced, uh, well, he made his announcement, and he's going to be battling, um, and we're all going to be pulling for him, and I just want to let Roman Reigns know that the Johns family here, our, our prayers go out to him. So let's get on to the show. You laugh when I tell you to laugh. All right, well, I'm going to cover uh, what happened in WWE two weeks ago real quick because I, I, I think I need to play catch up a little bit. I, the, my listeners would want to hear about what happened two weeks ago. or That's kind of the point of the show. And I, I'm not normally the one to miss um, a, 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 an obligation that I've set up for myself, but... I had things that I, I had to take care of. Well, I had, uh, my son was getting married, like I said. So, anyway, maybe it's not a great excuse. Uh, I have been put out of business. The data fight is, is no longer a source of income or work for me. So, I guess um, really all I'm doing now these days is this. Um, my daughter has... Uh, Developed quite the organic farming situation out here somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific where. Uh, so, raw two weeks ago, uh, Dean was kind of hinting at the turn that would come this week. Uh, but it didn't happen. The dogs of war fell apart. The hounds of justice uh, went home with their tails between their legs. And um, I don't even remember. Uh, there was a great shot at the very end. I do remember this when Drew McIntyre did this floating claymore into Braun Strowman's face and knocked him over. He landed on his knee, and the camera zooms in on his face. And if you don't remember what I'm talking about, you should go just watch it. That's the Raw from two weeks ago, October uh, 12th or something like that. So the next night was SmackDown 1000. I have to say, I was disappointed. I, I was fairly bored. Uh, the best part of it, I thought, was the start with Truth TV and the McMahons and the dance breaks. And there are some fun jabs. I, it's a nice thing every once in a while, even if, well, they could be maybe a little more consistent with the characters, I guess. But it's fun. Uh, I hear that uh, Vince McMahon and R-Truth are actually pretty good buddies backstage. 
and um, I thought that kind of showed because it seemed like they were having fun up there. And that's really what SmackDown is because you have to remember, Vince does not consider, consider SmackDown uh, the A show, uh, I think. And I, that's outside of storyline, I believe. But uh, storyline only tells so much of the story. Anyway, uh, there were uh, some okay parts of SmackDown 1000. Uh, anyway, we've all forgotten about it, I'm sure. I'm not, uh, maybe probably in the future if I happen to miss one, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm promising that I won't. I'm promising that I will meet my obligations that I've set on myself to record a podcast and put it out there in podcast land so that you, the, the people out there, maybe some of my old supporters back in Bay County, uh, I found the show. I don't know. I, I'm kind of new to the whole thing. The Brazino brothers are helping me produce it. Anyway, so Raw this week, we had the Roman announcement, which was very, uh, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And uh, it was just quite a surprise. And they made the announcement. He said his name is Joe, and he's not going to be on the show for a while. But we're pulling for him here. Uh, it, there was Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella stuff. Nikki Bella basically saying she's a diva, and that's better than being whatever Ronda Rousey is, just a woman, I guess. And uh, it's kind of a, I don't know, it could be insulting. It's just really uninteresting at, at the end of the day, but maybe the match will be good. Maybe this will be fun. I, I, I'm not sure if the Bellas are going to stick around very long, so it's kind of hard to figure out if I should care. Uh, I did notice a couple things uh, uh, in the show. Uh, Elias had a second segment where Baron Corbin interrupted it, uh, and he didn't in- get to insult the, the the local sports team. This has been his, his, his tradition for the past uh, couple years, is uh, insulting the local sports team. Of course, he and Kevin Owens got that amazing uh, round about uh, six minutes straight of booing from Seattle after the joke about them losing their basketball team, and that was just something else. I figured kind of everybody in the crowd, winky winky, uh, caught on to some kind of flash mob internet type of thing with that, but it was quite fun. But I guess they're going to go in a different direction. Elias is going in a different direction uh, because he didn't insult the local sports team, and he also didn't tell the crowd to shut up. He said, silence your cell phones, which is understandable, but he didn't tell the crowd to shut up. He told Baron Corbin to shut up. So perhaps Elias in the future is going to get to finish his songs more often. We'll just have to see. Uh, so anyway, uh, the, the at the end of the episode, this is really uh, the main thing everybody noticed. Uh, this is the main thing I, I was watching. Perhaps many of the many of the, the athletes themselves were watching on the back. Uh, but uh, Dean, uh, Dean Ambrose seems to have really, really hit his, hit his boiling point, and, and it's perhaps reason to be concerned, but, um, he turned on his friend Seth Rollins, and it's kind of in a, in a, in a, Intense time when the when the friendship of, of these people the of the hounds of justice is being tested and there it is true that in the past Seth Rollins kind of uh, turned on on the team and kind of broke it up in the first place and created all these angles of drama that are coming to fruition now but um 
It was, it was very hard to watch, Dean Ambrose. And, and you could see people crying in the crowd even. Uh, they were so uh, emotionally moved by this, this, I think, kind of a rash decision. I don't know why Dean needs to beat up on Seth. I mean, I would think of the WWE, you should get all the friends that, uh, you know, you should try to keep all the friends you have on. Uh, and they were pretty good friends. Uh, maybe Dean, uh, perhaps Dean will explain himself. It was just kind of hard to watch. Uh, and uh, we'll just have to see where, where it goes from there. And, and I'm hoping he wasn't just having a temper tantrum. And, and if he was, well, maybe that is better and Seth can just forgive him. And uh, they can, because they won the tag titles. It's, it's bizarre. Anyway, and uh, Braun Strowman, I, I guess, is... is some is is broken up from the dogs of war. The dogs of war are no more. Uh, SmackDown was uh, okay. Rusev Day, I guess, is just completely dead. And what happened on the SmackDown? Uh, Jeff Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Uh, there was a funny segment with Rey Mysterio on Miss TV where uh, Rey Mysterio said that he was just disappointed because. He thought he had been booked on a segment of Truth TV, which I thought was quite funny because I would also be disappointed if I thought I was booked for an appearance on Truth TV. Not sure why I would, but, you know, maybe why partaking, maybe I wouldn't mind partaking in one of those dance breaks uh, at some point in the future. But if I was going, thought I was going to be on on Truth TV, hanging with uh, Truth and Carmella, and I uh, uh, found myself uh, instead on the set of Miss TV, I too would be dead. I, I just thought of it as a funny line. But so, um, there were a couple other things uh, in this SmackDown episode. Uh, Charlotte was kind of addressing uh, the many of the female athletes, uh, some from NXT. Uh, they were at the training center, I believe, in Florida. And um, she was kind of giving them this strange pep talk. It, it didn't really. And so Becky Lynch showed up and ruined the pep talk. Becky Lynch is still, well, now she's just kind of a sore winner now. And and, and people applaud it, but I, I, I caution us to perhaps be weary of applauding a bully once it gets to a certain point because she's already beat Charlotte. Well, we're going to have a last women's standing match uh, this Sunday at the Evolution, the first women's pay-per-view. And, of course, we are going to be doing our predictions of the matches from that pay-per-view at the end of this, uh, well, coming soon in the seven, just in a, in a second. So, uh, NXT, uh, the past couple weeks, NXT has been the show. It's been fantastic. Well, Raw was really good th this, this week, uh, but NXT has been great. The mystery of who, uh, attacked Aleister Black, who attacked Aleister Black, who attacked Aleister Black. That's not, I, just a, a little so. Yeah, so who attacked Alistair Black? Um, and the mystery of solved is Johnny Gargano. Now, I was pretty confused because just before, uh, you know, the, uh, the, well, really, William Regal came out and he's the manager. He's going to announce the main uh, championship match at uh, War Games, NXT War Games, which was probably perhaps the best paper WWE pay-per-view of 2017. Um, he's going to announce the championship match. Tommaso Ciampa comes out. 
the Velveteen comes out after Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, of course, is the champion. And the Velveteen comes out and says he should have a shot at the champion. And Lars Sullivan comes out and says he should have a shot at the champion. And Velveteen Dream says, uh, if you're going to talk to the Dream, you should wear some pants. And then... Nicky Cross came out and uh, Alistair Black came out and he's like, where is he? Where is he? And uh, Johnny Gargano revealed himself as the same. So I was confused because there was a Cassius Ono, ono match just before this where he completely demolished uh, some dude. And uh, Nicky Cross came out and kind of laughed and warned at Cassius Ono. Uh, I thought for a second he was, but I don't know how he was involved. I don't know if that was... Maybe an accident. Uh, you never know what Nikki Cross. She's pretty wild. Uh, and she certainly was in her match against Bianca Belair, which was fantastic. Uh, insane to watch. Great, great ending. Like, Bianca Belair sort of vanished from the ring. And this was a couple weeks ago. Bianca Belair sort of just vanished completely from the ring. And Aleister Black was there. And Nikki Cross told him this secret. And he shook with rage and anger. And then he showed up this week and got knocked out. And Johnny Gargano... Well, I guess he saw he was just kind of rolling on the ground. But it's been a great couple of weeks of NXT. Uh, the match that I'm most excited about for the uh, war game, or for Evolution, and I'll get to this, is Shayna Baszler and Kerry Sane. We haven't been seeing them very much, which is unfortunate. But we will see this match at the pay-per-view, and I am excited about that because uh, that's gonna be that's going to be a sleeper. That's going to be a good one. That's the one to watch. So... Uh, there was also a match with EZ3, and he came out in a fur coat, and some, uh, they looked like wooden boots, and he, uh, messed with the entire Undisputed Era, and they hurt his knee, I'm not sure if it's serious, but, uh, it was an okay match. Anyway, let's get to our awards. These, of course, is three awards that we, uh, give out for the uh, uh, different titles of the week that we have on the show here on Ring of Tyranny. Uh, the first pod champion of the week, well, that award goes to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, uh, love him or hate him, I am actually maybe right in the middle, but leaning towards fan. Uh, there's sometimes that he's kind of goofy, but it's kind of endearing and... Uh, he is, uh, he is a good archetype of a wrestler. He fits the bell, and it's and the the fact that he drives people crazy is another added aspect. I mean, he does get a big reaction, and it's really only the people that read it. I feel kind of if you read into it a little too much, you can forget that uh, it's it's kind of a show for kids, uh, like the Marvel movies. You can compare it to that, so maybe sometimes. It's kind of cheesy. I don't know. But Roman Reigns is pod champion of the week, and we wish him the best of wishes, and the we will, well, you'll be in our prayers, Roman. Get, get well soon. Uh, pod women's champion of the week. That uh, title will go to Nikki Cross. She made quite a showing the past couple of weeks. She was a main part of the storyline in a different way than most women uh, performers, athletes usually are in the show, and it has been uh, a joy to watch. 
uh, uh, the pod match of the week. That award's going to go to The Shield uh, versus Drew McIntyre. Dolph Ziggler match, of course, where The Shield was victorious. And just seconds after getting the belts in their hands, Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins. This was the same night uh, of all nights uh, that Roman Reigns made his announcement. He was leaving uh, for a while to battle cancer. Uh, that had uh, come into remission. This match was incredible. This should uh, kind of hang around for a while. It's a great heel turn. Dean walking through the audience. Well, heel turn. I, the, uh, I don't know what's wrong. And I'll, I'll be interested to see if Seth Rollins is willing at all to forgive his quote-unquote brother uh, considering everything that's going down and how much they might need each other. Let's get on to the evolution predictions because we are running out of time. Uh, so there's this big battle royale. I kind of looked these up before I got on the show. Um, I'm going to put my money on Asuka. I can see Carmella winning this too, Ember Moon. Uh, but, uh, you know, Asuka, I, well, she won the Royal Rumble, so maybe we can kind of do a reset and get her going again. Uh, Nia Jax is already the queen, so does she really need to win the Battle Royale? I don't know how much, uh, yeah, she, she could kind of fold it in and probably be okay. Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella, well, I tell you, I hope Ronda Rousey wins. It would be interesting if Nikki Bella won, but I don't, wouldn't think that they're staying around for that long, so I don't know what their plans would be if that happened. Uh, the Riot Squad versus Natalia Bailey and Sasha Banks. I think the Riot Squad will win. Trish Stratus and Lita versus Bliss and uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. I think there's going to be some kind of uh, screwy uh, business from the past interfering on behalf of Trish Stratus and Lita. Uh, Lynch versus Flair. I think Lynch will uh, win that one. She's got the she's got the fire in her eyes, and of course the match we've all. We're all going to be waiting for and it'll probably be in the middle, but it will be, I hope, the best match of the night. This was the best match at the last NXT TakeOver event. Shayna Baszler versus Kerry Sane. Uh, they've got a history. There's a little more going on behind it than the other matches on the card for sure, probably the most. Uh, I think the the longevity is longer than Charlotte and, and Becky. It's just more interesting. And the match they had at the last NXT TakeOver event was incredible. And so I'm looking forward to that match, Shayna Baszler versus Kerry Sane. And I'm thinking Shayna Baszler just might be able to overcome uh, small as she seems Kerry Sane. She's got, she's got a lot of heart and a lot of power uh, in, in there. And she's not going to be afraid to show it. And I think she's going to give Shayna Baszler a run for her money. Unless that uh, uh, euphemism means Shayna Baszler loses. Because I believe Shayna Baszler will win the title back this Sunday at women's first ever women's pay-per-view event. WWE presents Evolution. So let's go forward. Let's evolve. I'm skipping uh, the crown jewel. Uh, just forewarning. I'll just read about it later, I guess, on Bleacher Report. Alan John's Ring of Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, we thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email 
BernieProzito at gmail.com or 3horsesradio at gmail.com. Ha, 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 ha.